we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Hey, welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green here, America's Constitution Coach. Great to be back with you this Thursday afternoon. Uh, Be sure and tune in next Tuesday night. We're days away, folks, days away from the turning point. I believe it can be anyway. We'll see if everybody shows up like they say they're going to. You know, I never trust the polls, but my finger is on the pulse out there all over the country, and I am telling you there's an energy like I have never seen before. Uh, It is palpable. I mean, it it is remarkable the number of Christians that have awakened in the last couple of years. So I know it's been bad. I know it's been ugly. I know there's been a lot of terrible things happen. Uh, but one of the positive side effects of that is that it has shaken the giant awake, uh, shaken the giant away from its slumber. There is no way that we're truly outnumbered in this country. There's still more Americans that believe in the red, white, and blue, that believe in, in, in the Bible as the guiding light for not only their individual lives, but for our country. There's still more Americans that believe in judging each other based on the content of our character, not the color of our skin. There's still more Americans that believe that parents should make the decision with regard to the educational and and medical decisions to make for their children, that businesses that should be the owners making the decision of whether or not to open or close, that that, that churches and synagogues, uh, that, that, that it should be the pastor, that it, that it should it should be the, the rabbi, it should be the, the leader of that organization, that faith organization, that is making those decisions, not some government bureaucrat, not a governor, one person making law on their own, and not some health commissioner. It absolutely should be the individual's decision or the organization, private organization's decision. So all of that chaos in the last two and a half years has awakened people to realize that. They're starting to ask questions about what true liberty is all about. What does liberty actually mean? I was just reading today in my founder's Bible about freedom versus liberty and the difference between those two. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but the whole idea that that freedom can be perceived, at least the founders were concerned, that the word freedom people would perceive that government could give or take that away, whereas liberty was inherent, that it was something God gave you and that government could not infringe upon under any circumstance. So people have learned that. They've recognized that. And the reckoning is coming next Tuesday you're going to see a reckoning. You're going to see such a backlash, such a a, a a boomerang on all of those, and most of it was from the left. Not all of it. There were Republican governors that really were bad during COVID. There were there were you know Republican local leaders that were really bad during COVID. But most of it came from the left. And of course, what little bit Republicans did, the Democrats just piled on and did more. And we saw that most clearly with. The presidency with regard to, you know, I mean, I, I think President Trump made a big mistake in pushing Anthony Fauci and, and Dr. Burks forward and giving them the limelight and allowing them to become, quote unquote, the experts and be seen as the end all be all. And ultimately it would turn into Anthony Fauci being the science. Um, I, Donald Trump allowed that to happen in his White House. But then, of course, just like when George Bush in 2008 did some bailouts. Um, a Democrat takes over, and a few months later, they multiply it, and it becomes exponentially worse. And that's what Obama did with more bailouts. Same thing happened with COVID. You know, the, the things that, that Trump allowed to happen on his watch 
became a thousand times worse as soon as Joe Biden uh, began to reside in the White House. So all of that has created massive pain in the country, massive economic turmoil. Uh, You dump $10 trillion on the market, you're going to get inflation. You stop the pipelines, you stop drilling, you stop all the um, free market factors that made America great in the first place, and you're going to get a doubling and tripling of the cost at the pump and the grocery store, all those places. So people are sick of it, man. They've had enough, and the pushback is going to be felt next Tuesday. So the reckoning's coming. Next Tuesday will be the turning point, I believe, if we show up. So our work is not yet done. We're just a few days away. This weekend, I'm encouraging you to find candidates that you believe in and that that you say stand for biblical values. I'm not saying Republican or Democrat. I'm just saying do your citizen duty. Go out there and participate, whichever candidates represent your values. I'm going to I'm heading to Arizona. I'm going to go knock on doors for a buddy of mine out there in, in uh, Tucson, Arizona, that's running for, for Congress, Juan Siscomani. He's a Patriot Academy grad, and I'm going to go I'm going to go spend my Saturday knocking on doors for him. I'm encouraging you to find people you can do the same for. Again, Republican, Democrat, Daffy Duck Party, whatever, represents your values. Go participate. Now, here's what we're seeing going into the weekend. Uh, this is a poll just done by Wall Street Journal, and it is shocking. Uh, it is, uh, you know, listen, I've been doing this for 30-something years now, and there's always been this talk about the suburban mom, right, the soccer mom. Everybody bases their their campaigns on the soccer moms and, and move them one direction or the other, and you win the election. Well, according to this Wall Street Journal poll, this is, this is unbelievable. Republicans in, in, in the key group of these soccer moms, this is white suburban moms, they have a 15% advantage. I've never seen that in my life. This is unbelievable. This is a get this. This is this is this is unbelievable. This is a 27 percentage point change from not 2 years ago, 4 years ago, 10 years ago, 50. No. 27 percentage point change from August of this year. And and what is that? 2 months, 2 and a half, 3 months at the most. I don't know when the August poll was taken, so I can't tell you exactly. Could be up to three months. Point is, in a matter of days, just a few weeks, a 27 percentage point change from Democrats to Republicans. People are getting it. They're figuring out that the Democrats' socialist, these are socialist policies of controlling the market, of of, of controlling your decisions, of, of preventing... Um, the invisible hand that Adam Smith talked about deciding which products would, would go to market and do well and how much people would pay for them. They, they don't like any of that. They don't like that lack of control. So anytime they get into power, they control people. And when they control people, it moves towards socialism. And that, of course, leads to famine and shortages and chaos. And and, and now they're, they're you know, uh, horrible lack of prosecution in the big cities. All of that has pushed these mamas over to Republicans. Now, I, is that everybody? Well, look, I, I, I dove into the poll a little bit. I mean, this is not just the white suburban moms. This is everybody they polled. So this is a pretty significant uh, data, data point, 1,500 registered voters. And it, according to the total numbers, okay, 81% say they're definitely going to vote. 7% say probably vote. Uh, but of those people... Get this, 71% say the country is going in the wrong direction. That's Democrats, Republicans, black, white, yellow, brown. I mean, every that's everybody. 71% say the, government's, the country's going in the wrong 
direction. 71% say the economy is going in the wrong direction. Uh, In fact, they rate the strength of the U.S. economy. Only 27% have a positive response to that. 72% have a negative. They either say not so good or poor. 41%, the largest group, 41% say the economy is doing poor. Folks, these these are staggering numbers. These are the types of things, the pulse on the American public that point to a landslide next Tuesday, a tsunami. Now, we'll see what happens Tuesday. You cannot let your you know foot off the gas. This is where you press the gas. This is where on Tuesday and this weekend, I'm challenging you to make phone calls to your friends and family. Tell them who you are voting for and encourage them to get out and vote Tuesday. And then Tuesday, have, you know, I don't know, 10 people that you just harass until they go vote. You call them in the morning and say, what time are you voting today? You call them at lunch and say, did you vote this morning? You call them at three. What what happens to most people is they plan on going to vote election day, and then the day just gets away from them. All of a sudden, they're like three o'clock in the afternoon. They're going, man, I got to leave the office earlier. I got to wrap up whatever I'm doing. I got to get up. Oh, but I got to pick up Johnny, or I got to go do this, or I got to go do that. I'll go I'll go after I do that. I'll, I'll get there at six. As long as I'm in line before seven o'clock, I can still vote. And then before they know it, it's 6.15 or it's 6.30 and they're 30 minutes away and they just decide not to go. Don't let your friends and family do that. You hound them on election day to get out and vote. And then, you know, come come uh, Tuesday afternoon, you make sure, hey, everybody needs to know, you get in line before 7 o'clock and you get to vote, even if that line is an hour or two hours long. And I don't want to hear any any wimpy snowflake whining out there that I don't want to stand in line for an hour or two. People died for your right to go stand in that line. 17-year-olds stormed the beaches of Normandy and Iwo Jima and Saipan. 17-year-olds, 18, 19, 20-year-olds spent the best years of their life, the prime of their life, in trenches and, and living a hell on earth so that you could go stand in line and vote. If those people were willing to give six months, a year, some of them three or four years of their lives away from their families, away from home, off in foreign lands, literally living a hell on earth. If you haven't watched Band of Brothers or, or the Pacific, you need to watch those and get an idea of what, what they went through. They did that so that we can stand in line on election day. So the least we can do is go stand in line and cast that vote and make a few phone calls, be a force multiplier, get 8 or 10 or 12 of your, your buddies to go and, and, and vote as well. All right, so make sure we're doing that. Tuesday's the big day, looking for good results, and then be listening to American Family Radio that night. We're going to have results for you. We'll be live. Uh, looking forward to, to, to chiming in a little bit uh, Tuesday night along with uh, Walker and Tim Wildman, and I don't know who else, ever, who all, probably the whole whole team's going to be there, but it's going to be an exciting night, and, and it's not going to all be wins, folks. There's going to be some good, bad, and ugly on, on Tuesday night, but I'll tell you the races I'm going to be watching. I think the Canary and the Coal Mine races are going to be out of Arizona. Carrie Lake for governor out there. She is the most important gubernatorial candidate of a generation. All right? I mean that. She's the most important gubernatorial candidate of a generation. If she wins and does what she has said on the campaign trail she would do, she will bring back federalism regardless of what Congress and the president do. She does. She's going to force 
the state to do the right thing, and that's going to force other governors to do the right thing. So we'll see. That that's one to watch, and that uh, that sen- the, both the Senate races there uh, going to be huge as well. And so watch that. That's part you know part of why I want to be there Saturday to help my buddy Juan Siscomani, but also um, uh, to to see what it's like on the ground there in Arizona. So big one to watch um, in, right out of Arizona. That's the canary in the coal mine one for me. And then the other one that's going to be really really interesting is this is this race in uh, New Hampshire for U.S. Senate and of course uh, the races over in Pennsylvania those are going to be those are going to be bellwether races uh, to be watching and um, and actually we'll we'll talk when I when we come back from the break a little bit about the one in New Hampshire because uh, the guy was literally attacked uh, last night going into the to the debate so that's a that's a wild one as well and uh, then I wanted to I want to end on a on a on a good news note before we go to the break the Canadian pastor found not guilty of violating COVID-19 church restrictions. You probably remember that in uh, Canada, it was even worse than here in the U.S. Uh, The videos from Canada and Australia and New Zealand of of dogs literally dragging people uh, that weren't wearing masks and and weren't following the COVID insanity uh, that is now all being proven to have been insanity. Some of us were saying that from the beginning. I know I'm going to say I told you so a million times. but, um, But this pastor in Canada, now this is not... Um, the, the, the guy that I remember this great video right off the bat where he said, get out Gestapo, no Gestapo here, get out you Nazis. I, that was fantastic. That, um, I'm blanking on, uh, Pulaski, I think, uh, anyway, he was fantastic. I think he's already won his case. Uh, but this one is Tim Stevens, uh, from Fairview Baptist church in Calgary. He said, all glory to God. Uh, he was found uh, not guilty. Um, and, 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 you know, what, what, what we're finding is even in Canada, folks, even in Canada, the courts are finally, two and a half years later, they're very late on this, just like the U.S. courts have been, are finally saying, hmm, you know, I think liberty uh, trumps. I think liberty is more important than, uh, than, than these scare tactics. And, and they're actually even in Canada going back and confirming what Benjamin Franklin said in 1755, that if you're willing to give up your liberty for a little temporary safety, you deserve neither safety or liberty america do we deserve liberty we're gonna find out next tuesday i pray it's the turning point i pray you show up and vote we've all got a job to do we're gonna be speaking specifically to a lot of folks in california in our next couple of segments with jack hibbs joining us here on the program so stay with us folks we're gonna take a quick break you are listening to rick green america's constitution coach here on afa at the core So then, you will know them by their fruits. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division has been deployed to Europe for the first time since World War II amid soaring tension between Russia and the American-led NATO military alliance. Nicknamed the Screaming Eagles, the 101st Airborne is trained to deploy on any battlefield in the world within hours, ready to fight, and they are now practicing for war with Russia only three miles away from Romania's border with Ukraine. The stated deployment purpose is to support our NATO allies. It's harrowing to consider, but with Russia's nuclear saber rattling, has the stage been set for World War III? Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner, 
or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. A recent social media trend uses the word mid as a substitute for the idea of being mediocre. When you ask your girl how her day was, she might respond meh, meaning indifference or judgment of mediocrity. If your girl's standards are only measured by mediocre worldly expectations, how might this affect her future if she's rarely challenged to live to the utmost according to God's standards? The New Testament apostles saw those transformed by the gospel live to the utmost. They went beyond the world's expectations and held to Christ's example, thereby exceeding worldly standards. American Heritage Girls Troops offer this journey of the utmost, raising godly women of integrity. If you want this for your girl, connect with an AHG troop in your area. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Hello, this is Franklin Graham. It's getting close to Christmas, and that means that it's time for Operation Christmas Child. Operation Christmas Child provides you the opportunity to fill an empty shoebox with toys, hygiene items, and school supplies for a child in need. The most important thing to send with that shoebox is prayer. Pray for that child, that God will use your gift to touch that child in a very special way. And then we'll take that box and we'll deliver it to a child somewhere in the world. This Christmas, we'll be delivering our 200 millionth shoebox. And your box might be the 200 millionth, I don't know. But please, pack a box today. We need your help. And we want little children around the world to know that God loves them and that Jesus died for their sins. God bless. National Collection Week is the third week in November. Visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to get involved. That's SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Thanks for staying with us today. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, thanking you for listening to American Family Radio. We've got uh, Jack Hibbs going to be joining us, Pastor Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in California. Will be with us a little bit later in this segment uh, today. I, I I am really thankful for pastors that are willing to stand in the gap. You know, we 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 complain a lot. I know I, I I'm pretty hard on pastors. I talk about the fact that the church is not doing enough, needs to do more. That uh, you know, Eric Metaxas's letter to the American church is critical. Thankful we had him on the program to talk about that. Um, but there are some that are really strong, and and you know, uh, Kara and my wife and I were were talking after my trip to San Diego this last weekend, and. It's just so often that the strongest, the best, are coming from California. I mean, I know that's weird, but I guess when you're in the fire, it uh, it forces you to have uh, have faith and and to step out and be bold. And and so you know, we've got a lot of friends out of California that are pastors that are incredibly strong. Jack Hibbs being one of those, and he will be with us here in a little while. Uh, he'll be calling in, and uh, we'll be talking to him about what's on the ballot next Tuesday in California and uh, just some of the update on uh, the political climate in the world. But before we get to Jack, uh, another uh, another horrific political violence um, action, uh, of course, from a right-winger. No, of course it's not from a right-winger. That's what the left always wants you to think. You know, they, they, they blow stuff out of proportion that's not political violence, like the pro-lifer that 
has the FBI raid his home, uh, guns pointed in on his kids and everybody else uh, because he shoved a guy away from his child that the guy was uh, assaulting, verbally assaulting. And uh, and so that guy supposedly, you know, the pro-life guy is supposedly the one that's uh, committing political violence. It's 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 silly. So so let's just put this in perspective, because now we have another incident from the left, of course, attacking uh, a Republican. And uh, this this time in New Hampshire, uh, this guy, uh, he's actually a retired Army Brigadier General. Maybe uh, maybe he was still in really good shape. I'm not sure. But apparently he was able to avoid this attacker, I think this was last night, if I am, yeah, Wednesday night. So uh, he was actually headed into a debate and uh, looks like he, there's a really good chance he's going to win this race. And he is one of the guys that the left has called an election denier, a denialist, according to Jake Tapper. You know, uh, they, they make this stuff up. It is so ridiculous uh, because he actually questions whether or not we got it right in 2020. That's an election denier. Wait a minute. An election denier is is Hillary Clinton is is uh, Stacey Abrams in in Georgia, but not, never mind all of all of those folks because they are Democrats. Uh, this guy actually has the nerve to say we should always get it right in the elections. We should have verification. We should have transparency. All the things I'm always talking about. So because of his stance on these things, the left and the media uh, have uh, ba- basically made him someone that the left wants to attack, and so that's exactly. What happened? Uh, some crazy dude came out and, and tried to punch him last night, and uh, apparently he uh, avoided it, and this guy was uh, was arrested, but uh, was literally physically attacked. Now, you will see nothing about this from the left and from the major media, so this is a good time to remind everybody because you know their narrative is that all the violence is from the people on the right and that there's a threat to democracy threat to democracy. I always have to say, yes, we are a threat to democracy because democracy is evil. The founding fathers called it one of the greatest of evils. They called it mobocracy. They said that it always ends in violence. Uh, it is not something you want. In fact, Ben Franklin has that great quote where he said that, uh, you know, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what's going to be for lunch. Freedom, liberty, that's whenever the lamb is well armed so that the lamb can object. <laughs> That's that's Ben Franklin for you, and I think that uh, that fits today. So what's actually been happening is not violence from the right, but actually violence from the left. Let me just because and and that's actually uh, par for the course because that's what communists do. Okay, this is how communists win. They 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 can never win in the arena of public you know debate and and of ideas because they're terrible ideas. They lead to bondage. They they lead to death. So, so, you know, principles of liberty win whenever you can have the chance to have public debate, when you can have civil discourse. So communists have to shut you up. They have to, they have to use violence to stop the other side from speaking. Because if you can speak and you can share biblical values and constitutional ideas and, and teach from history that socialism has never, ever, ever worked in, in all of the, you know, uh, you know uh, recorded history, socialism has never, ever, ever worked. And so they have to, in order to win, they have to silence the opposition, so they use violence to do that. So we had, you know, this crazy dude at, uh, attack uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Turns out he's a leftist. Now he's attacking a leftist family, but you know it's still a leftist attack. The media narrative, though, most people in the country, I bet if you took a poll right now, think that that attack was some MAGA Republican. Absolutely untrue, but that's the way the media lied to the American people. So since there's been so much, you know, forgotten uh, over the last few years of where the violence actually coming from, I thought I would just give us a quick reminder this afternoon 
let's not forget while we're having our FBI resources, your tax dollars, and the FBI, this this unconstitutional federal law enforcement agency, if you want to have law enforcement at the federal level, you ought to pass a constitutional amendment authorizing it. Uh, but anyway, the FBI uh, spending its time not on child sex traffickers and the type of thing they used to do, uh, but we're told even by wh- FBI whistleblowers they're being pulled off of that kind of stuff to go after this supposed threat to democracy. And so now they, you know, this they take, for instance, this attack on this 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 pro-life guy we were talking about earlier, I believe Mark Hawk, if I remember right, is, is his name. Uh, but uh, instead of going after the people that have been bombing, yes, fire bombing pro-life pregnancy centers, they go after uh, this guy that's literally just out there praying for people and uh, defending his his kid. Uh, so you know, very little uh, has been done um, with these attacks. I mean, they've been there've been multiple attacks that uh, you know, firebombing these these pregnancy centers. These have been openly encouraged and endorsed by you know pro-abortion groups like Jane's Revenge, and uh, and 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 it has a real effect. So you've had pro-life centers in Colorado, Virginia, Oregon, other states. They've been vandalized, firebombed. I mean, just all kinds of violence against people that are trying to save babies. <laughs> That's who you go, they go after. Uh, how about, uh, the, in fact, uh, there's a great article on this. If you go to the Daily Caller, uh, looks like Sarah Weaver um, yesterday or day before gave a, uh, a detailed reminder of this. So we'll put a link in the, sh- in the show notes today on that. But let's not forget Lee Zeldin, this guy running for governor in New York, physically attacked by a guy with a knife trying to stab him, a murder attempt. This was an assassination attempt on a Republican candidate for governor who looks like very well may win in New York. How much how many of you have heard about that or and how much is how many people in America have heard about that? Very very little. Uh, media has been relatively silent on this attack. You watch it, uh, you watch the attack and you're just uh, amazed this is happening in America. And of course, we cannot forget um, it hasn't been but a few months since all of the summer of riots. I mean, this was not, you know, one or two. These were all over the nation, billions of dollars in damages, deaths of police officers and others. I mean, this was a political violence strategy by the left to get the whole country to change the narrative to everything being about race now. Everything is about race. This was critical race theory in action in the streets. And unfortunately, it worked. It worked. I mean, they, you you look at the narratives and television and advertising and everything else, and everybody bending the knee. Uh, and of course, that ridiculous picture of Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat leaders bowing down and and uh, kneeling and with the scarfs and the all the stuff. And uh, oh, anyway, let's not go there. Okay, so um, other violent attacks. What about uh, Brett Kavanaugh? Uh, you know, the guy that tried to assassinate a Supreme Court justice. He didn't try to assassinate a liberal Supreme Court justice. He tried to assassinate a conservative Supreme Court justice. Uh, and, and you know, fortunately, that uh, was foiled. Uh, let's see. What about the what about my buddy, you know, Congressman Barry Loudermilk nearly killed um, at uh, at the, uh, the the you know Republican practice session for the softball game, the, the congressional baseball game. Um, you know, severely wounded Republican whip Steve Scalise that day. There's a leftist actual violent attack. This is actual attempted murder. So this is actual attempted assassinations we're talking about from the left. I don't know of a single instance of that from the right. They're, they're, they're all of the talk about January 6th. There's not a single instance of an actual assassination attempt 
or an actual attempt to actually hurt someone, uh, you know, other than from some of those, you know, Antifa and, and, and other crazy people that, uh, that you know, physically were pushing and, and trying to get, um, you know, to attack police officers and that sort of thing. But no, I don't know of anyone that, that there's actual evidence that they were trying to go kill Nancy Pelosi or or um, Chuck Schumer or any of those people. No, but there is actual evidence of leftists trying to kill and actually hurting in, in serious ways Republicans. So, you know, when you hear all this talk about political violence, there are crazies on all sides. Okay, everybody's got their crazies. But the evidence is overwhelming to the tune, again, of billions of dollars, of dozens of deaths, of dozens of attempted assassinations um, from the left on the right, not the other way around. Very, very important to know the facts. Very, very important for us to, um, you know, have a, have civil discourse about these things and, and actually analyze what's what's actually happening, not what the narrative of the police uh, might be. So I thought it was important for us to have a reminder on that. Very, uh, very special thanks and shout out to Sarah Weaver at the Daily Caller for uh, for having that article to remind me and to uh, to remind me of uh, some of those specific instances. Okay, let's get to uh, the topic I was really excited about uh, today, which is Pastor Jack Hibbs and having him on from California and talking about what's going on with this ballot initiative and other things that are happening in California. I love this man, Jack Hibbs, and you've seen him in the Biblical Citizenship in Modern America course and uh, probably seen him on some other programs all over the country as well. But God bless you, Jack Hibbs. Thank you so much for some time today. Rick, listen, I love it. Thanks for standing, brother. Hey, man, right back at you. And uh, I, I was just in California. There's an energy there right now that I've I've never felt. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's honestly, it feels better there than than most red states I go to. So thank you for standing, and all the other pastors that you've got standing, and um, I, I mean, people from from all you know sects of the faith uh, stepping up and, and saying no to this nonsense that's going on. But you've got a ballot initiative that most people outside of California don't know about, and maybe a lot of our listeners in California don't know about, uh, and it's horrific. So tell us about this Prop 1 thing and what, what they're trying to do on abortion in California. Yeah, you know, absolutely. First of all, you're exactly correct. Very few people know about it, and that's by design, Rick. Uh, it has been basic, basically media blacked out, uh, but we're doing everything to counter that. And so we would really love everybody's prayers and support on this. Rick, you're talking about Proposition 1. This is Gavin Newsom's invention. Proposition 1 will amend the state constitution if passed on November 8th. And Proposition 1 is uh, titled as Reproductive Freedom. But the exact opposite is, is true. It is absolute tyranny. And here's the reason why, Rick. Everybody needs to go and search this out to see if I'm telling the truth. Proposition 1, if passed, it is, it is an amendment, amendment to the state constitution that will abort, uh, give, give thumbs up to the abortion uh, of a child from conception to birthday. Mm. The day of the baby's birth, the, the parent can say, uh, I, I do not want this child, and the bill there states uh, that the life is to be terminated. Forget about, a, forget about adoption. It's not even mentioned. Wow. The, ch- the child's to be terminated. Forty weeks. Listen, we just had somebody on staff. Their baby was born 21 weeks 
at 21 weeks, that child is surviving and doing fantastic. This is a absolute death cult bill. We've been told by our legal counsel that they've never seen anything this violent in America. And it's Gavin Newsom's. He has spent $2 million of his own money to see the success of this be passed. And so we're doing everything we can. We're asking churches in California. Everybody, by the way, knows somebody in California. Call your friends, call your pastors, and get them to stand up and speak up about the defense of the unborn child. We're doing everything we can. Uh, Happy to report we are now blanketing the state of California with electronic billboards. Uh, San Francisco, Oakland, Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, San Diego, Los Angeles, and then freeways up and down the state saying StopProp1.com. Go to StopProp1.com and find out how we can actually stop this demonic, literally demonic bill. Stop. Becoming... Yeah. Yeah. StopProp1.com. And, and, and for all of our listeners outside of California, you know someone in California. Get that link. Send it to your friends and family all throughout California and encourage them not only to go vote against this, but get people there to vote against it. Jack, this sounds like, I mean, this would be the worst abortion law in the country, right? I mean, I heard people talk about filing a bill in, in, in Maryland and other stuff for, you know, 28 days past, but that was one legislator filing. It didn't become law. This is on the ballot in California to become abortion up until the birth date. This is unbelievably evil. Yeah. It's not only on the ballot. You know, usually, Rick, we have to work hard to get something on the ballot here. We have to do petition writing campaigns. We have to, we have to get, you know, uh, some sort of, of um, you know, movement. You get so many, what, 700,000, a million signatures to get something on the ballot. You know how this got on the ballot? Gavin Newsom had it be put on the ballot. No kidding. I mean, this guy, this guy, and, and, and if people think, well, that's why I moved out of California, let me tell you something. Gavin Newsom's coming to a town near you because he's got presidential aspirations on top of the fact that we know for a fact, Rick, that there are states that are watching what happens regarding Prop 1 to see about adopting this type of action in their state. And we all know, friends, that what happens in California doesn't stay in California. But like Rick said... I have ne- I've been here all my 65 years of life. I have never seen an energy level among good people, good citizens, Christians are lit up and um, we have we're excited. Yeah. But here's the cool thing. We're standing for biblical truth. If we if this whole effort of ours goes down in flames, we still win in the end because this is truth. We are speaking up for those who have no voice. We are, we are fighting for those who are destined to be crushed. We, exactly as Scripture says, that's what we're doing, Rick. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's Pastor Jack Hibbs. Uh, everybody stay with us. We've got to take a quick break here. We'll be back. Pastor Jack Hibbs, our special guest. We're talking about this ballot initiative out in California. Uh, not just the ballot initiative. I mean, everything that's going on in the elections uh, across the nation, the importance for the church to stand up, the importance for you to stand up and be a part of the solution as well. More from Pastor Jack Hibbs when we return right here on AFA at the Court. Election Day is November 8th. For the first time, iVoterGuide is covering select statewide ballot measures, some of which will affect voter identification laws and abortion. This important part of your voter guide is available now and can be found at the bottom of your personalized iVoterGuide ballot. To see the arguments for and against and other research, click on the More button or the amendment title. For all this information and more, please visit iVoterGuide.com. That's iVoterGuide.com. 
AFA is no longer dependent on Facebook or YouTube to live stream our original programming. As of now, American Family Radio shows like Today's Issues, The Court, Airing the Addisons, and The Hamilton Corner are streaming live on the AFA streaming app. Independent live streaming is the next step as we come out from among them and separate ourselves unto the Lord. Search AFA Streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. A teenage jihadist comes to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I met young Ahmed when I visited the Middle East. His father died fighting for ISIS, his mother was an extremist, and young Ahmed was going to be a suicide bomber by killing himself and others being sold out to violent Islam. Now, his mother and siblings, they came to Christ, they prayed nonstop for his salvation, and when it came, he was beaten nearly to death by extremists. And when I caught up with him several villages over, I asked, Ahmed, what's your Bible mean to you? And he said, I can look here and see where Jesus says they'll hate you because they they hated me and where Jesus says I'm with you always. Now listen, having a Bible, it meant everything to him and gave him perspective and his prayer was for believers there who need God's word to endure and persevere and I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10 $500 sends 100 Please in this season of giving, bless the persecuted church by calling 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give it sendbiblesnow.org sendbiblesnow.org and God bless you for caring. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Thanks for staying with us. Our special guest today, Pastor Jack Hibbs. And by the way, you can see Jack in our Biblical Citizenship and Modern America course. He does a lot of the great uh, commentary and, and teaching in that course. You can get that today at PatriotAcademy.com. But thrilled to have Pastor Jack with us this afternoon. And we were, we've were we been talking about this, uh, this ballot initiative in California that is essentially a, a demonic abortion up until the day of birth uh, legality for California. It, it is horrific, it's awful, and it is on the ballot next Tuesday. So all of our listeners in California, be paying attention. All of our listeners everywhere, call your friends and family in California and let them know about just how bad this thing is. I, I got to ask you a technical question. on the When you go in and vote for something like this, a lot of times they write it in a way that you you get confused and you can't tell yeah. which way is which, you know, if you vote yes. It's, anyway, is that an issue on this one? Do people need to really understand? Just vote no. Just vote no on Prop 1, or um, when they go in there, will it be pretty clear? If I vote yes on this thing, I'm voting pro-abortion. If I vote no, I'm voting pro-life. Yeah, exactly. But believe it or not, it's only three sentences. It's very simple, and it, but it says it this way. 
Uh, he, Gavin Newsom wants you to vote yes on Prop 1 for reproductive freedom and rights. Okay? And so that, and that, that the decision, the decision should not be a governmental decision, but a decision between uh, the caregiver and the individual. Uh, it's very vague. Uh, wow. So there's, it's, there's not, it's not too convoluted or fancied up. Just know this. If Gavin Newsom is for it, vote against it. That's it's right. no on Prop 1. No, we do not want our state's constitution amended to enshrine forever this murderous act. And here's the amazing thing, Rick, which is very, very interesting. Gavin Newsom had this written up before Roe v. Wade was overturned in D.C. Uh, not too long ago. Okay? He was already ahead of this, fearing that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. But the funny, weird thing was, in California, Roe v. Wade being overturned didn't change a thing here. Remember that. This state is an abortion state. Yeah. What he did was, and this is, this is what I believe, sin always overplays its hand. Sin, evil, has no self-control. That's a virtue. Evil has no virtue. It wasn't enough for California to be a, an abortion state. What Gavin Newsom did was take advantage of the narrative and say, look what California is doing. We are going to become the nation's sanctuary state for abortions. He signed into law SB 107, Rick, last month that invites from all 49 other states, if even a minor, I don't see how this is legal. How can this possibly happen? But he signed it. A minor can come to California I'm going to pay for that. They can come for hormonal replacement therapy. They can come for sex change operations and housing. Uh, at, on my bill, wow. I'll pay for it. The citizens will pay for it. And they do not need parental notification if they come. The moment they cross the state of California, that kid is now protected by California law. I don't see how that can be legal in America, but SB 107 is what Gavin Newsom uh, signed into law. We've got a governor here that is demonic, that that almost, it, he's almost a character out of the Old Testament. Yeah, it's like we're worshiping Moloch here. I mean, it, it, exactly. it's, it is crazy. Uh, Every I, Christian should wake up and realize, oh my gosh, Jesus is right. The Bible's right. As it was in the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah, it's going to be like that when he returns. Yeah. We're living it right now in California. My hope is this, Rick. There's a lot of... Um, uh, people who love Jesus in California, and believe it or not, outside of Frisco, outside of Oakland and Los Angeles, this state is a very conservative state. I know that blows people's minds, but when you look at the uh, post-election data, California is red except in downtown Frisco, Los Angeles, and Oakland. Yeah. And uh, people need, and I do believe people are voting. Listen, in California, you can do a uh, ballot collection, Rick. Uh, we call it ballot collection. Uh, the Democrats passed this law in the state. It's called ballot harvesting. Yeah. Uh, and so we took advantage of it. Oh, and, I, I, and I remember was, interviewing you in 2020, yeah. and I was so glad. You were saying, hey, if, if this is the law. They passed the law. We're going to beat them right. at their own game. This is perfectly legal. We're going to do it. And, while, and y'all jumped on it at, 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 at Chino. And I mean, I can't remember how many thousands of votes y'all y'all were able 18, to. Oh, 18,000. Wow. Wow. 18,000. Listen, here's the funny thing. I think I told you this before. Uh, CBS News, Fox News, uh, uh, NBC, they all came out to capture us on a Sunday morning doing illegal ballot activity. <laughs> they came out and they covered it and they said, there's no story here. 
There's nothing here. And then the Democrats in California who created the bill, we beat them at their own game, so they threatened to sue us. And then they found out they had nothing to sue us about. We wound up doing uh, their thing safer than anybody else. It's Wise all under watchful as- eyes. It's under armed guard on campus. We've had, we have state-approved steel boxes where the believers come on a Sunday morning and vote. And it's, it's all documented, and um, it's working perfectly. Here's the problem, or I should say, here's the answer. If every church in California did this, California would turn conservative in a minute. Yep. I just need every church in California to do it. You've inspired a ton of churches. I was just at uh, our mutual friends, uh, Jurgen and Leanne, at uh, Awaken yeah. Church in uh, in San Diego, and uh, and they were doing it. Um, it was uh, it was a beautiful thing to see. I, I love that wisdom. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. This is the way we have to fight. Um, I I, I want to you know you, you talked about you said something a few minutes ago that that I think is so spot on. They they don't have self control. And I was just saying this in a speech the other day. The left is they're spoiled, selfish, no self control people, and so they always pushed too far and they've awakened the giant i mean this child mutilization stuff that they're doing yep. i mean it's they've gone so crazy that millions of americans have awakened and we have an opportunity here a window to convert those millions of americans that are now paying attention to the biblical principles of liberty and get them to to, to do the right thing and, and be good citizens uh so i'm actually excited about the fact that they push so far it's, it's disgusting i'm righteously angry at it but i'm joyful because i think I god's really doing something cool here it sounds like you're experiencing the same thing well and i'm so grateful to you because of your uh incredible outreach and ministry that has exploded over the last couple of years of getting people constitutionally wise yeah. is absolutely awesome. And so what's, what's taking place is that citizens are rising up. They're taking back their school boards, for example. And even in our own town, we are under uh, direct attack by Planned Parenthood funding local uh, hand-picked candidates to try to overthrow our school boards. So what are we doing about it as a church? As a church... I'm faithful to teach the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, expositionally. But if the Bible is alive and real, and if the Holy Spirit is alive and real, it's no stretch for me that when, in Romans chapter 6, for example, when Paul mentions righteousness, it's easy for me, Rick, to say righteousness is doing the right thing. For example, we have candidates that are running on a vote yes platform to kill babies. That's unrighteousness. Church, I'm asking you, and so is the Apostle Paul, to not only believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but to put your faith in action, thereby go do righteousness, which means vote against a pro-death candidate. That's how you do righteousness in the 21st century. And people are getting it. They're waking up and saying, my gosh, I've always wondered what it meant to do righteously. Now I know. Thank you, Pastor. We don't have to convert the flock. We just need to give them the word, and then the pastor, just give them the thumbs up and let your people go do their righteousness for Christ's name. Amen. And they're excited to do it. Uh, you know, they've almost, the left has almost made it easy for us in terms of, uh, of, of describing the issues, right? I mean, used to it was nuance, and you would, you'd have to try to explain why this thing would lead to evil. Now the evil's right in front of us, and they yeah. get it. When you, like you're saying, when the pastor speaks up and, and, uh, and, and teaches these things, and more and more of them are yep. doing that. It, it's, uh, it's critical, man. We need, we need the men of Issachar. We need people that understand the times and know exactly. what to do. 
So it's uh, man, exactly. it's it's exciting to see. You know, Pastor, uh, very very important election. Obviously, um, uh, this ballot initiative is is so obvious. I mean, this should be people should be able to figure this out very easily to vote no on this. Um, uh, in terms of of leadership and and Congress and even your state assembly there in California, uh, so many important things, so many important races on the ballot. Um, we don't expect California to go red necessarily, but there's a lot of districts that can be taken back. What are you what are you kind of predicting yourself as you're watching what's happening across? California. Exactly what you just said. Uh, we 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 see for the first time, Rick. In fact, we talked about this before you and I. We see in this election, in this midterm, in California, more believers running for local offices, state assembly, and state senate uh, than we have ever seen in our 33 years of being involved in what we're doing. Oh, this is the most. We've got people who literally have said, on, on film, by the way, because we play this, part of our announcements on Sunday mornings during the election season is we have vetted these individuals, and they have a 30-second plea to the body of Christ to, here's the reason why you should vote for me. And we are seeing people say, you know what, I've seen enough. I, can't, uh, my, uh, I, I go to church in this town or, or wherever, and I heard, I heard Pastor Jack lay out the challenge, and I'm running for office. These, these things are transpiring, and we've got guys uh, and gals that are running for office that um, we're talking about some pretty heavy positions. We've, we've got, for example, Mark Moisier. He's a believer. He's an attorney. And he said, that's it. I'm running I'm running for the Senate. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run. And this guy's highly qualified, and they're going for it. Now, That's here's awesome. the thing, Rick. We can only put the people forward, right? We can, we can endorse, and at least I do. Uh, I endorse, and, and I encourage the body. Uh, then the end result is with God. Amen. Here's the thing. No matter what happens, Rick, I've done my part. Amen. Uh, I'm, my hands are clean. Duty is ours. Results are God's. And 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 even Amen. in those races, you know, where even even if some of these candidates don't win in November, they they have championed the cause. They have converted people. They brought brought the truth yep. to the to, you know. And it, and it's a uh, it, it's it's an incremental effect. In other words, there's not going to be even though there'll be a tsunami this year nationally. I think you don't change everything overnight. This stuff takes time. And California has you know drifted so far left. It, but it's been years. It took years to do that. And if all those mm-hmm. people you're talking about will get involved the churches will do their part over time it's not gonna happen overnight but over time i believe california can can come back i think you can you can win california back but it's going to take uh these kind of people stepping up and and running and sometimes running and losing but then getting back in the fight but during that race they've gotten people to pay attention i mean i didn't expect to win my first race for legislature i thought it was going to take two times to win i lost on election night by 20 votes out of thirty thousand. had a recount and won so i did lose and win first time but i didn't expect to win the first time so i'm not you know saying we celebrate a loss when if some of these people lose i'm just saying what's happening is really really healthy and good when you say more christians running than ever before that's that's good news i rick i'm telling you people are going to think i'm nuts but i'm telling you right now there's an atmosphere in california where people are just flat out fed up but they're not depressed about it this is what's amazing to me they're fed up and i'm talking about independent republican and democrat fed up Remember, we did a we did a Rasmussen poll. Seventy nine percent, seventy nine percent of eligible voters in California said that the Democrat Party has gone too far, and seventy percent of those were Democrats. Wait, seventy nine percent of Californians 
said they had gone too far. And 70% of Democrats? 7-0%. Rasmussen poll that we commissioned several months ago. This could be a generational shift, Jack. I mean, this is huge. You got to remember something. If you are a very left-leaning progressive and you have a two million dollar home in San Francisco, which is normal, that's no big. That's no big deal. You now have lost property value, and there's a good chance that your business, like Starbucks, CVS, uh, Waba Grill. Uh, those stores have shut down. They're shutting down. Many have closed down. In the city of San Francisco, over five Starbucks in one month had to be closed. And all of a sudden, Mr. Woke, leftist progressive, can't get his latte because of crime. Rick, I was there two weeks ago, and in the middle of broad daylight was probably a tricked-out BMW at a stoplight, I'm going to say this was a $120,000 BMW, got its back window smashed out and the contents taken out of the back seat in daylight. And even now the Democrats are saying, wait a minute, I'm done dealing with the fecal matter on my streets mm. with needles, and my car is now broken into. I've had enough. And this is, I think it's hit rock bottom. They, they, they're basically saying you, I've had enough you. quail. It's coming out my nose. I'm done. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, Jack, get, that is great news, man. I, I I think we live in a exciting times. As Ronald Reagan said years ago, I'm glad I don't live in pale and timid times. And I, I am honored to lock shields with you, brother. Thanks so much for joining me today. Anytime. God bless you, Rick. Thanks. That was Pastor Jack Hibbs. I, I'm always thrilled to work with him, and I want to encourage you to check out Biblical Citizenship in Modern America so that you can learn from him as well. And, of course, in that course we have uh, Jack Kibbs, Rob McCoy, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, David Barton, Tim Barton, Kirk Cameron, Jeremy Boring, uh, Congressman Barry Loudermilk. The list goes on and on and on. It's a lot of great teaching, and it will prepare you to be the catalyst in your community for restoring biblical values and constitutional principles and help to prevent these kind of ballot initiatives like what's happening in California. But I'm so thankful for Pastor Jack Kibbs being on the front lines, rallying pastors all across the state to defeat this ballot initiative. Pray for victory next Tuesday. We'll keep you updated on what happens there. So thankful for you listening today. You have been listening to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. I'll be back with you next Tuesday on Election Day. Have a great weekend, folks. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.